0: back another episode of the scott gibson show i am scott gibson who else would i fucking be at this point huh anyway hope you're safe and well world war three is upon us it's upon us some of us have been hoping for it a few of us are terrified some of us say bring it on russia let's see what you're made of videos images audio recordings being shared around the world yet we still don't take it serious and why do we not take it serious because the ghost of kiev is in the sky and we're telling russian warships to fuck off have you seen the one of the guy carrying the landmine well he's got a fucking faggot Smith. oh they're never going to beat them they will and they'll beat us do you know why because they don't give a fuck world war three is upon us this time it's different because it's in QLED high definition, 24 hours a day. Gone are the days when you can relax at home in a world war. Put some black tape on your windows, hide under a kitchen table, maybe go down to the air raid shower. Come on, love, we're turning for Queen and Country. Now you can sit at home and watch 24 hours a day. As Sky News and the BBC play over the same clips over and over and over again, and still we don't know what's going on. But have no fear, because today, as we record, recalled, there are, I believe, uh, talks. But you know, because that—that's how you—that's how you, you you de-escalate these situations. You talk. You know. <laughs> Talking man. This is still the best we've got. Now, listen, you're not allowed to use your banks anymore, and if you think that we're going to play fucking Tiddlywinks and Chess, you can absolutely forget it now. You can maybe still play Fitba, because obviously FIFA's, you know, it's a uh, multi-billion dollar industry, and FIFA's probably just as corrupt as fucking Russia, (laughs) Is not what I'm saying? So there's a chance you still can play the game there, but we've got to sit down and have a talk about this. Talks. I saw a video clip of the fucking devil herself, Margaret Thatcher, the other day, talking about the um, the Falklands, and somebody asked her about diplomatic response, and she went along the lines of something like, "You know, f- f- fuck the means, eat the poor." You don't have discussions with these people; you have to act with force. I'm like, no, my fuck, man. Am I actually agreeing with Margaret Thatcher saying this is this is the point that we're at now, where we are hoping that diplomatic routes still work?" I am genuinely amazed that people think Putin gives a flying fuck what anybody in the West thinks, or that anything is going to come for these talks. We're also having the talks, let's just say this, we're also having the talks in Belarus. People forget that this is a president in Belarus who ordered the hijacking of a, of a chartered plane. That's not you going on your holidays to fucking Ibiza or Tenerife or wherever it is that you go. And Boris Johnson ordered that that plane is hijacked so they can uh, extract a dissident from it. I mean, good luck trying to fucking hijack a plane I'd be found. No, I'm saying! Belarus Prime Minister, a president, whatever the fuck, who knows what they are? There are presidents out there, who knows what they are? Ordered a, a chartered plane to be hijacked and brought down so they could retrieve a dissident from it and then fucking kill the bastard or whatever it's the day him. I don't know, pull his toenails out. Selling me Russia. Get body parts to China. Who knows what they do? Get him in the deep web. Turn him into a fucking pencil case. I don't know what they do. But this is the guy who is going to hold the talks. This is the man who's going to hold the, the peace treaty. Discussions between Ukraine and Russia. This is like sending Savo to host a fucking... Uh, <laughs> this is the thing I'm... I'm I'm laughing here, but this is a serious subject. <laughs> it's like putting Savile in charge of some fucking review panel between Fritzel and his wins. Your daddy still loves you. Do you want to go back to Texas? You can fucking get yourself to fuck. Do you know he done it me in that basement? <sighs> it's a very it's a very strange time to be alive, isn't it? I can't be the only one that thinks this feels very odd. It all just feels very strange, and I'll and I'll say this right. I'll say this now. This is a comedy podcast. A lot of the stuff that I say, I don't, I don't mean. And I have said this before in the past. I, I generally don't care for anyone or really about anything. I do have a care about the cost of diesel. In the name of Christ. £1.54 a pay dirty. £1.54 a litre I thought for the love of fuck. I'm going to have to get those wire things out in the back garden and start looking for oil myself at this rate. £1.54 a fucking litre. I mean, come on, right? Let's get Trident fired up. Who do we need to drop a nuclear bomb on to bring down the price of diesel? Somebody tell me that. And I'll happily sign it off. I don't want nuclear war. Of course I don't. But at the same time, you know, I'll spice things up a bit. If you were to say to me, listen, you know, you you, you drop a bomb on uh, Chechnya uh, and, uh, you know, diesel's doing 80 pence a litre. I'd be like, send two. Send two. See if we can get it to 60 pence. one fifty two What I'm saying is, it feels, it doesn't feel real. Is the only way I can explain it it doesn't feel real and I and I I, I can imagine it in the sense that no, nothing's on our doorstep yet you know and I don't I don't think it's going to be I I, I can't make up my mind I, I've I've tried to rack my brains to think about this and I still can't understand what it's happened or why it's happened sorry Sometimes I'm on on the the school of thought that I don't think, I think that Putin, again this is just a thought and I'm getting myself all starting over my words here because I don't really know how to explain it. My first thought was that Putin, fucking Vlad, doesn't want to get to the end of his reign and before all of this happened, his reign would have been, I imagine, his natural death. I think Putin had put himself in a position where no one would ever oppose him. We've seen in the past. Anybody who opposes Putin or gets to a point where there's a chance that there may be some kind of dethronement, they're fucking shot dead in the street or they're poisoned in a cafe. My missus uh, makes fun of me, thinks I'm pro-Russian, pro-Chinese. And I'm not at all. There are just certain things that they've done in the past that I quite enjoy. Not that I enjoy. I mean, that that's enjoys enjoys the wrong world, Kibble. I don't enjoy uh, death and destruction. What I mean by it is, in the past, when, for example, Litvinenko got poisoned with a cup of fucking uh, peppermint tea and his fucking hands and feet fell off, I don't seek enjoyment from that. But I do think that if you're involved in the you know the KGB world, if you if you mix with the big boys, and you suddenly decide, I don't want to play with you anymore. Uh, you know, guess what, you're going to get a fucking salty cup of latte and your hair's going to fall out, right, and that, part of me kind of thinks, that's that's how that's how things get done, you know, On in, in the Chinese, uh, you, you say the wrong thing and you you disappear overnight again, I don't agree with it, I'm just saying, you know, there's a part of you that thinks they're, they're efficient, if they're efficient, efficiency is probably the word I'm looking for so now when we watch all this stuff in Ukraine it's horrendous it's absolutely horrendous The we've all seen the pictures of the children in the basement of the hospital babies being born in basements babies being born in basements it's it's upsetting it's horrifying but at the same time it doesn't feel real and I can't even, fully explain why it just doesn't feel real I don't know if it's we are so conditioned to maybe not war but we're so conditioned to hardship and despair that when you're watching it I am completely and I and I, I mean this uh, not for comedic effect I, I feel completely detached from it. We cannot relate in any way to what we're seeing. And again it's just parts of the media as well when you, they start Pumping at certain things, I just think how much of this is becoming a becoming another tool for the media to to push fear on you. I I don't, and again, who who knows? I could be wrong. I do not think this is going to be the start of a world war. I do not think we're ever going to get to a point where we're fucking going to hand to hand combat with Russian soldiers in the street. In the UK, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I very much doubt we'll even get to the point where we are sending troops. And I know there are British soldiers being positioned strategically by NATO at the moment, but then that's that's done through the, the course of history and, and it's done through the course of time. It will be done so in the future, but I don't think it's going to get to the point where I'm going down to my local fucking village hall to pick up a Kalashnikov to go out and look for Ruskies in the hills. I don't think that's going to happen as time has passed from the Second World War to where we are now, I think the idea of war, or the idea of combat, or how it's going to impact us has probably changed as well. It's just, it's just mental, man. It's mental. And some of the stuff that's coming out is fucking insane. I mean, I know I saw the whole, the thing of uh, Stephen Segal apparently was fighting with... (laughs) Steven Seagal was apparently fighting with the uh, Ukrainian soldiers. Obviously, it turns out to be fake. Joe Rogan's now getting a slagging. I'm sure he'll be fine. Wee's uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, getting a slagging for I never even knew that, apparently, um, Steven Seagal is banned from Ukraine. So even if fucking the bold Steve wanted to get there and, and fight for the freedom, he's not allowed, he's banned. Steven Seagal he get in to fight for the Ukraine flip that on its side if you're a man aged between 80 and 60 you can't get it huh where's the where's the feminism in that where's all the ukrainian uh powerful sisters speaking up now i'm sure there's quite a lot of ukrainian women uh taking up arms and fighting i mean I, w- I would probably rather fight a russian uh man than a ukrainian woman in the name of god she'd kick your fucking ass but even that in itself, some fucking harrowing pictures, man, and videos of, of you know, men, young guys taking their children to a border and then having to hand them over to a stranger. You, you may have seen the videos of, of buses being stopped at borders and Ukrainian guards just demanding that all the men uh, come back off the bus and, and, and are sent back. You, you, this is This is a thing that we've got, and I'm saying in the West... As if you, Ukraine is like some fucking third world country. It's it's not at all. I mean, people are. It's a it's a developed nation. But we you, the life that we have, the comfort that we have. And I know we're all going through a fucking hell of a time. now. like you, I have just received uh, the uh, the notification as to what my gas and electricity bills got up to and my council tax. And I actually thought there'd been a typo. I thought you've, you've put the, an extra zero in every mistake. Not at all. It now seems as if we're all going to be literally working a full-time job just to heat your house, turn your lights on, and get your bins emptied. And I know that we're, we're struggling at the moment and people are going through their own kind of hardships, but you still cannot even begin to imagine what that existence must be like. So Steven Seagal apparently banned for Ukraine in the past, banned from Ukraine, and this is the thing that, that shocked me, and I didn't even know this. Banned from Ukraine because let me just get the story here. Uh, banned from Ukraine because Steven Seagal, believe it or not, has a, a love-in with Russia and in particular Vladimir Putin. When or oh when did this happen, Steven Seagal? was given a Russian passport and citizenship in 2016. What the actual fuck is going on? I mean, what's going on in the world? How is that no common knowledge? Steven Zagal has a Russian passport given to him by Vladimir Putin in 2016. The two of them are fucking besties. They're best pals steven seagal and vladimir Putin are fucking best pals that is as mad as dennis rodman and fucking um oh my god what is his name north korean oh gibbo that is shocking that i mean that shows you how much i have allowed my mind to turn to mush north korea oh my god i can't believe i'm fucking googling this This is awful, Kim Jong Un. In the name of God, Gibble, How can you forget Kim Jong Un, the greatest baggy trouser dictator on the planet? Oh, see this. This is what this is what life has become. This is the the media that I consume. My my mind is is just pushing out information. This this is this is just reminds me of that fucking interview I listened to Elon Musk and he's talking about how and I mean that fucking cunts a robot and it's talking about how basically how shit the human brain is. And I have to agree with you, Efron. I have to agree with you son. I- he talks about how the the human brain, if you imagine it as like a hard drive, it can only retain certain information. So what it does, it creates like zip files. In your mind, zip files in my mind. Create zip files in your mind. It takes memories, it takes um, moments in your in your life, and it takes snapshots of them. So if you imagine a full story or a full memory, a full a full event, over time, your brain will start to distill that down to the vital points that is required in order for you to retain that memory. That's where well, you, got, you, you got old people try to tell you a story. You know, and it takes them fucking two and a half days to tell. Uh, it, was, it was a Tuesday, son, and I, I, was, I was wearing b- b- blue sandals and I the red. I, I, I can't really remember, you know, because your mind is taking out parts of it that it decides are important just to give you the bare minimum. In my mind, because I'm not training it. I'm not learning new things. I'm not. I'm not challenging myself. It's just to say that I don't need to remember who Kim Jong Un is, and I fucking do need to remember who Kim Jong Un is. We all should remember who Kim Jong Un is. Anyway, Kim Jong Un and uh, Dennis Rodman, best buddies, and now Stephen Segal and Vladimir putting best buddies. And how do I not know this? Because we should know it. Uh, the bizarre friendship. This is a, an article from uh, the Daily Star. Good God, high end journalism here. The bizarre friendship uh, was sealed when the pair shook hands as Putin personally handed Segal a Russian passport. Oh my God! Listen, I know he's in hot soapy water, the new right, all put Putin. But I mean, imagine the man himself hands you your own Russian passport. Jesus Christ! You must think, you must think, I'm, I'm top ten Russians, I'm up there, Good through passport control, Um you don't look Russian mate, here, fucking Vlad himself gave me that passport conto open the gates, surely if you get a passport for Putin, you must get some special treatment, surely, I mean I'd want a badge or something, so people know that's not the fucking queen herself coming and giving you a passport. Doors open, forty corgis flood out, and then she comes shuffling in. I wanted to give you the passport myself. You'd in and then I own England. Vladimir, <sighs> <sighs> uh, congratulating the, the starstruck US actor replied in Russian, "Thank you very much." Uh, he then called the Russian passport a great honor. It is a great honor," before his buddy. It's Vladimir Putin told the actor he hoped their personal relationship will remain and continue. Maybe fucking Seagal's got it. Can you imagine if Sigal fought for the Russians? Imagine the first tank that goes through Kiev. Can we also talk about that for a second? Is it Kiev or is it Kiev, right? Because my whole life, my whole life, I have grown up saying Kiev like the chicken kiev with a beautiful garlic buttery center chicken kiev from the city of kiev and now i find out it's kiev so what is it somebody tell me is it kiev or is it kiev because this is the last thing i don't want to get cancelled again because i'm saying kiev and i should be saying kiev i know we live in a world where pronouns are more important than anything else and you don't want to miss fucking pronounce someday or misgender something. So is it Kiev or is it Kiev? Because I tell you what, see, before all this started, it was Kiev. And now suddenly it's Kiev. So what is it? Answers in a postcard. Imagine the first tank rolls into Kiev. You know, world media there. Sad day for the people of Ukraine as uh, Russian tanks reach the centre of Kiev. Shocking scenes here as they open fire upon what was once a happy town square. Each, uh, every second Sunday, a large farmer's market would be held here in the square of Kiev. Now we watch upon in great sadness as the uh, Russian tanks roll through the city. A hatch here opening as a, a Russian commander emerges from the tank. Holy fucking moly, it's Steven Seagal. Imagine. Russian tanks rolling, hatch opens, and fucking Steven Seagal pops out with a jet black hair. Waving his Russian passport about. I told, ban me for Ukraine, you fucking dicks. I am Ukraine. Can I believe Seagal's Russian? I mean, I can believe that Steven Seagal's Russian. Maybe Steven Seagal... Oh, my God. Maybe Steven Sigal is a Russian sleeper agent. Has anybody, thought about Has anybody thought about that? Has anybody thought for a second that this could be an insider job? Steven Seagal, he's been Russian all along. How else does he know that? Uh, the Russian Foreign Ministry announced Stephen Seagal would promote relations between Moscow and Washington. ...in the humanitarian sphere. Well, that's gone well since 2016, isn't it? Because the, the relations with Moscow and, uh, and Washington... ...have been fucking tippity-top. Stephen. <laughs> Is this all Seagal's fault? Is this all Stephen Seagal's fault? Should we be blaming Stephen Seagal for this? Maybe, maybe, maybe we shouldn't blame Putin. Maybe it's not Putin's fault. I mean, he clearly, according to the Daily Star... ...a highly reputable news source... ...gave Stephen Seagal a job in 2016. He gave him his passport... He says, listen, if you want to go to Ukraine, you fucking use that, mate, get in the back door. All I need for you is go to Washington and tell them that we're, no, we're not all that bad, right? We're not all that bad. Um, you know, we, we we give the world our oil. We sell, uh, you know, we sell gas to the Germans. They're taking a lot. I, I don't know what they're doing with it, but uh, we're selling the gas to the Germans. So you go to Washington and you tell everybody that we're all right and maybe we, we you know, we get a wee fucking back and forth going alright and Seagal's like leave it with me Vlad not a problem my man off he's went six years later what it war to fucking get Steven Sigal up in front of a committee in Belarus and question that bastard uh, Steven Sigal then went on to say according to the article uh, I've always had a very strong desire to do all I can to help improve Russian-American relations what the fuck is he talking about what is he talking about I've always had a strong desire to do all I can to help improve Russian-American relations. What? I don't I don't imagine for a minute that Steven Seagal has ever woke up with, my mission in life is to one day restore my hair to its natural colour and to improve relations between Russians and Americans. There's been Russian brides have been improving relations between the, the, the Western countries for years, Stephen. They've done far more work than you have, mate. With well, your Kung Fu movie. Although, to be fair, I don't know the name of the film, but that one when he, he has to, he's like a, a, a an explosions expert and he, he blows up a, an oil rig. That's a fucking great film. I don't know what it's called. You know, he just walks out and uh, he let, fucking blows up an oil rig and then gets on a helicopter. Brilliant. There's a lot of fucking, you know, Kung Fu in it. Uh, great film what's that called, uh, I don't know, let's Google it shall we, we're fucking right here, uh, Steven Seagal, uh, movie, oil, 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 oil rig, explosion, boom, I mean a fucking on deadly ground, on deadly ground, this is how, can we just pause for a second, Let me just pause for a second, can we appreciate how good Google is? Can we just can we just appreciate that for a second. If you were to turn to a family member or a friend and say, "What's that? What's that? Steven Seagal film? No, the one we uh, you know, thirteen mil. No, 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 no. The, the one when uh, he's like uh, you know, it's kung fu isn't it. Kung fu in every Steven Seagal. Film? aye, but this one he's like he's like an oil rig, you know, and. Uh, but it's not like an oil rig at sea, it's like an oil rig on land, It doesn't make sense, I know, but, so he's an oil rig, and then he walks through in a yellow, a big orange suit, you know, and uh, he just fucking blows it up, you wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about, if you say to Google, Steven Seagal, oil rig, explosion, it goes boom, first answer, on deadly ground, anyway, on deadly ground, great film, watch it, back to the article, uh, Steven Seagal went on to say, I have worked tirelessly, in this direction for many years, unofficially, and I'm now very grateful for the opportunity to do the same, officially. And there you go. And then lots of pictures, with Steven Seagal, standing next to a very small Vladimir Putin, with his yellow sunglasses, and uh, (laughs) his, he's fucking jeans, it's just Steven Seagal. It's mad, it's honestly fucking mental, that this is, a real thing. Anyway, so Steven Seagal is not fighting for Ukraine. If anything, he's fighting for the bad guys. But who knows? He may appear uh, at some point to, you know, oversee some madness. I've, at this point, I've, I've really absolutely no idea what is going on anymore. I just pressed the <laughs> For those of you who are watching the uh watching the video, we just press the right button there. So we're will try to get the videos back up and running again. And uh So far, so far we're off to we're off to a sticky start. The, if you are watching the video um, which is available on YouTube, the um studios coming together slowly, slowly but surely. Um I'm trying to get the right stuff. The right stuff, the right stuff for what we need. Whereas in the past, you know, we we'll just we we'll just jump right in there, and uh, I'm not I'm not a tech minded person. Uh, that's that's the truth of the matter. So we're we're trying to get the equipment that we need. Um, that can be a kind of you know point and shoot, if you will, or it's kind of basic to use. Um, so we're taking our time, we're doing it right. Backdrop is up, looking good. We're going to get some other bits and pieces in here. I am I am going to uh fight the urge to get a neon sign for behind me, I'm going to fight that arch, because, uh, you know, I'm not there yet, we'll, we'll know at that point, you know, when we hit a million subscribers on YouTube, and fucking the year 30,004, then maybe, but now, with, our, uh, with my epic uh, 160 subscribers, and I love every single one Uh you know, we're going to hold off with the, with the neon sign, but uh, you know, you never know, you never know, it might be, it might be coming, it might, it might not be. we'll wait and see. So, what have we got to talk about? Um, I should, it's probably going to be quite Ukraine-Russian heavy this episode, but I mean, what else we got to talk about? We're at war, for fuck's sake, we're at war! Foxy, we're at war. Um, I, like many of you, I, like many of you, knew nothing of the Ukrainian Presidente. Uh, if I'm honest, I still don't know how to say his name, and I've heard it possibly a million times in the last four days, but I still can't say it. I am, I am surprised. I, I'm a surprise. This is this is the thing. I am surprised by a lot of the stuff that's coming out. And then when I sit and think about it for thirty seconds, I'm not surprised at all. When I found out that he is actually an actor who played a Ukrainian president on an Ukrainian Netflix television show and then ran for office and came became president, I was surprised. And then when I sat for a second, I thought, Am I surprised? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you think back to one of the best programmes of all time, the West Wing, right? President Bartlett. You think back to that when um, George Bush was coming in for his second term. There was people who were trying to vote for President Bartlett in the American election. A fictional character from a television show, yet the American people wanted him to to run the country over George Bush. Now, probably that would have been a good idea. And yet Ukraine take it a step further and fucking elect the guy in. Now, the one thing that's troubling me the most is there is a a documentary that's on Netflix, it's been on there for quite quite a number of years, and I think it's called Ukraine is on Fire or Ukraine burning or something like that. And it's about the uprising in 2014, right? When the the uh, the Ukrainian government at the time the 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 mood in the country was to push ukraine towards the west to join uh, the eu to join nato and make them more of a european country that is the way it was going and then the 12th hour in the last minute the government changed their mind and started to push themselves back towards russia and it all fucking kicked off and you'll see it you know in in, in kiev in the square or the young people came out the artists the fucking poets man you kind of keep their bastards away And they held demonstrations, it got violent, people were killed and it moved on from that point. Now, as I was watching that, and I watched it the other night, with everything that's happened just now, I'm thinking from 2014 to where we find ourselves in 2022, eight years down the line, I'm thinking that every young person that was involved in that movement in 2014 would have, I imagine, had a far more in-depth and hands-on approach to ukrainian politics after that point if they felt that their country was being drawn back towards russia again when they want to move it towards european countries or european outlook you'd become more involved in politics surely so how then does that group that movement the youth the next generation of ukrainians how do they then elect a guy who's a fucking actor this is the stuff that blows my mind. And people are saying things like, isn't he just, isn't he brilliant? You know, isn't he brilliant? He's great, is he? See when he's doing the videos? See when he's doing the videos with all his guys behind him and he's like, here, see this guy? This is, like, my Minister of Defence and that's the Minister of Agriculture and that's the Minister of fucking, you know, uh, happy-go-lucky and all that. It's just, we're just dead great. Anyway, this is us in their T-shirts and we're going to go there and fucking find a couple of Russians and battle our country it's not, it's nobody, it's nobody worried, as I no Ukrainians worried that maybe at a time like this, you you maybe, I mean, dare I suggest, you maybe want somebody who has a little bit of political experience in a position where you're, you know, possibly facing a, a, a world war, you know, I mean, we're possibly facing that, you are facing it, you're at war, And the move at the moment seems to be, no men are allowed to leave, everybody's got to fight, and we'll keep posting uh, videos on YouTube uh, calling Putin an arsehole and telling the Russians to fuck off. I've also seen this video as well that was getting shared about, and people saying things like, isn't it great what they've done? You've seen it, the the island, right? Um, What was the island called? Is it got a name, Ukraine Island Defender. Go fuck themselves. What was the name of the island? Uh, Did you even say this? Fucking hell, who knows? So, there was a, a an island being uh, guarded by Ukrainian border guard. Russian warship pulls up. They tell them over the fucking tunnel, Oh, contos Russian warship, put down your fucking slingshots and nothing's gonna happen to you. And then the Ukrainians say, Hey, Russian warship. Go fuck yourself. And this was being shared by everybody. I saw it being shared by a whole host of different friends on social media. And everybody seemed to have the same thing. Everybody seemed to say, Isn't it brilliant? Isn't it see the bit when they say Russian worship? Go fuck yourself. Isn't that brilliant? I'm like, yeah, it's brilliant. What happened next to the Russian worship go fuck yourself? No, no, what they did was they actually turned um and with all its military might from the warship, completely destroyed the island and killed every single living thing on it, well, that didn't work, did it? I mean, that's a great response. Go fuck yourself, mate. Okay, you're all dead. Am I I missing this? What part of that story is something to be joyful about? Or something to be excited or happy about? A group of innocent, I imagine, men and women we're fucking brutally killed this is what I'm talking about with the whole detachment from it where we watch these things and we think that we're involved because we donate or we might fucking get some yellow and blue marker pens and go down to George Square and hold up a sign saying no war or share something on our social media and we think we're involved we're not we get excited by these things. He told him to go fuck yourself. And then the guy on Ukrainian TV has got a t-shirt that says... Russian warship, go fuck yourself. That's great, because you know what the Russian warship did? It went and fucked them. They're dead. I, they're dead. I, these are things that I don't get. No, I, I don't know what the, what the right response would have been at that point. The are soldiers. They're not going to fucking lie down to them. But are we celebrating... People standing up to them. Is that that the idea that they they stood up to the Russians and then they were all killed? It's just a complete meaningless loss of life. As All of it is on both sides. You'll have young, I saw a story the other day, young Russian soldiers who were captured by the Ukrainians, thankfully they were not killed, captured by the Ukrainians, told to phone home to tell their parents that they're safe. And then when they contacted their parents, their parents had no idea... They were in New Ukraine. It is, it's going to be a, a completely needless loss of life on both sides. And how this ends, I have fucking no idea. Ukrainian soldiers believed to have died while defending an island after telling a Russian warship to go fuck yourself may still be alive, according to the Ukrainian State Border Guard. Uh, this story is obviously an old one because uh, now it turns out that they're not. Uh, initial reports said the 13 border guards had died after refusing to surrender Snake Island, that was the name of it, which sits 186 miles west of Crimea from a Russian air and sea bombardment on Thursday. In his address after the first day of the Russian invasion, Ukrainian pre- President uh, Vladimir Zelensky announced he would... Uh, you award all soldiers the Hero of Ukraine award. All border guards died heroically, but did not give up. Zelensky said they had reportedly responded to an officer on board the Russian warship with the defiant "Russia, Russian warship, go fuck yourself." <laughs> when asked to lay down their weapons, I mean, it is it is proper Hollywood. You know, it's it's great. You know, it is. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend it isn't great, but I'm just saying. Is it not a bit odd that we celebrate this and, and you know, and we talk about it later, heartedly but we forget that 13 innocent people were killed? I mean, it's brilliant. I would listen, I would love to have been on the warship. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure a couple of the Russians laughed. I don't think for a minute because you know, Russia's at war, with, or they're invading Ukraine, I'm sure they've still got a sense of humour. I imagine a couple of Russian soldiers have got a great sense of humour. imagine the gaffer standing in the warship going, Right. Get on the fucking tannoy and tell the bastards on Snake Island to put down their slingshots because it's fucking, tell them we a Russian warship and we'll know who the fuck about. Hello Snake Island, this is the Russian warship. Stop fucking about Peter Gunston, a Russian warship. Russian warship, this just is Snake Island. Uh, go take a flying fuck to yourself, you Russian bastard. You're telling me the guy at the other end didn't laugh? you tell me he didn't snigger, at the very least? The captain standing there. What did What did he say? He said, "Go fuck yourself, Captain. Go fuck myself. Go fuck him. Open fire the cunts. Call on an airstrike. Fucking bomb the bastards." Do you know I think that's a bit much, Captain? Do you know what happened to the last person told me to go fuck myself? I cut his throat kid, and cut the fucking blood out of the water. These are the stories that I'm finding that I'm finding odd to stomach. We're forgetting the thirteen innocent people were killed. I bet he told me go fuck yourself. Well, good for him. Oh. What else have I got in here, man? Um. Landmine. The landmine guy. Landmine game is the one of the worst. Um, it's just going to be. It feels as if this is just the way that life is going to be now, that we're gonna to have to have large events that take over our lives for a number of years. Like gone are the days when you would have daily news. You know, gone are the days when we could we could wake up each day and we'd have a different news cycle. It feels now as if we have to have something that dominates world news, like, dominates world media, for years at a time, we came off the back of Brexit, which, which dominated the news for, what, three, four years, then we went into Covid, two years of that, still discussing Covid, although it's also quite interesting that, uh, you know, Covid is just now done, because there's a fucking war on, eh? It's almost as if uh, Russia invading Ukraine suddenly we realised, oh, the NHS isn't actually under that much pressure and you can go to the hospital and fucking maybe we just need a bit more work. I mean, again, you can't say that because you get fucking shut down and cancelled. How dare you? How dare you suggest for one minute that there's a bunch of fat, lazy nurses out there who just want to drink tea and watch all people die? How dare you suggest that? And now we're into Russia and this is going to last years. Gonna last years, cause he's not gonna back down. We're not gonna going to stop him, and the people of Helensburgh are gonna fucking shit their pants for the next eighteen months. Also, I imagine everybody who is, you know, pro tried is suddenly going, Hey, eh? What about us, you cunt? Eh? Oh, you fuckers with your burns before bomb stickers. Look at you, do. eh? You're fucking glad we kept it." <laughs> imagine if we'd get rid of trident in scotland i wonder how the hippies are feeling has anybody been down to faz lane to uh to interview the hippies maybe they've all changed their tune now 20 years they've been camped to no had a shower eating fucking nettles living off a diet of fucking <laughs> drinking their own piss and eating jaggy nettles outside faz lane for 20 years then suddenly, somebody goes out of the camp. Uh, BBC Scotland, can we speak to one of the hippies, please? Aye, my man, what's up? Have you heard the news? Russia has invaded Ukraine and there's a chance of nuclear war. In the name of fuck! Thank God we've got that big warhead sitting there. (laughs) The caravans would be stripped out and moved on in a matter of moments don't need to go in with police brutality anymore. They just need to go fans lane and they need to tell the hippies the fucking Russians are coming and we're firing up the, nu- the the nuke. And they'll, they'll be off. They'll be like, listen, fair play to you lads. See if it was my job, I'd fire it, and know. Burns before bombs. Fuck you, Burns. There's gonna be name air burns. If Russia starts launching nukes. Again, I don't think they will. I think you'd struggle to find anybody who would suggest that they would. The, the One thing about the media that I'll say is this, right? I have been watching the news every single day. And uh, there's only been one guy who has been on, and I can't remember his name, and I wish I could. I might have write it down at the time, because I knew I wanted to talk about him. He He's an ex-colonel of the, of the British Army. No, was he an ex colonel of the British Army, or was he an ex uh, like advisor, military advisor to the government? I'm pretty sure he was a. I'm pretty sure he was a colonel, because he's got that kind of that officers, you know, uh, bloody hell, fucking, fuck, 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 uh, fuckity, fuck, fuck. He's got that kind of tone to him, right? And he was talking about, and it's the only person who has been on the BBC who have actually thought he's made complete sense because. What was happening was he was given answers that the news anchor didn't like. And I thought, this is quite interesting because he's not following the normal narrative of, oh my God, it's bloody terrible. What can we do? Let's raise some money and let's get sanctions. Let's sanction the bastard. Shut down the banks. Tell him he's... Abramovich needs to sell Chelsea. Sanction the bastards. His take on it was this. The... The the level of assault at the moment or the, the, the scale of the campaign at the moment on Ukraine is minuscule. Now that's not in any way um it's not in any way talking down what's happened, talking down the casualties that have already been suffered. But what he is saying is you are not even at ten percent of the military force that Putin has at his disposal. So, this idea that there is a full-scale invasion on Ukraine at the moment, in his opinion, is far from the truth. Now, there is an invasion, there is a war, it's clearly happening, but I think this idea that everyone's kind of talking up at the moment, which also seems to be a very dangerous tactic, where they're going down the lines of, you know, Putin's losing, he's going to be embarrassed by this, his army's getting pushed back, this ex-British commander was saying that the level or the scale of the Russian movement at the moment is barely ten percent of what could happen. And that that is also the worry as well. All this the, the conversation, discussion I're having. I do think Putin is a bully. Of course he is. I do think he's a fucking egotistical maniac. I think part of me believes he doesn't want to go uh, you know his full presidency without having a war. I really do. I think he probably thinks back to, in his opinion, the great Russian leaders, and looks at the power of the Soviet Union, and looks at the wars and the Red Army and everything else and thinks, do I want to go my whole time without ever having a fucking real war? And that's horrendous to say, but I think I think that's part of his thinking. So you push a fucking nuttle like that, to a point where he probably just does go, right, fuck it, send in the infantry. And then you're at a point where there there isn't an occupation because there's nothing left to occupy. Then where does it stop? Does it does it get to a point where he's so fucking enraged that he moves past Ukraine and he takes other parts of the Baltic states? It's 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 mad. It's it's worrying. And the Western response just now doesn't seem to be a response, in my opinion. It seems to be a response of trying to annoy Putin. That's that's how I f- feel the response is going with the sanctions and everything else. It feels as if they're trying to annoy him because I don't think he cares about sanctions. I imagine he's probably factored all this in. And the narrative that's coming out just now that Putin miss and miss. Underestimated the West in their approach because apparently we're all joined up together and we're all in this together. Are we? Are we really? Because if this is the West with one voice and one approach to this problem, and our approach is sanctioning them and bringing down the the, the price of the ruble, you don't think for a second that that's been factored in? It. I mean, if that is a response, then you know, we should just be apologising to the Ukraine right now. I don't know how many times I've said it in this podcast, but the only way to fucking get things done is through extreme violence. You are not going to stop putting with sanctions. And I'll say it right now, it's not going to happen. Now, at the same time, you don't want to be the first country, or, you know, you don't want to be the first one to make the move, because how far is it willing to go? I don't know. I mean, the thing that's, that I saw coming committed today, this anonymous attack as well. Not, as in, nobody's claimed it, the, the, the group anonymous. Uh, apparently they've taken down Russian state news service uh, in a major cyber attack. That will all be spun as NATO in the West attacking Russia. Uh, this one's uh reputable newspaper. Back to our good friends at the Metro. The Russian news service TASS and several other state-owned media companies have been taken down by the anonymous hacker collective. In the latest move against Vladimir Putin, the hacker group have disabled news services and replaced their websites with anti-war messages. The messages are described as a tombstone for the war dead. Russian media networks, Saint Izarte, Fontaka, RBC, have also been attacked by Anonymous. Uh, The latest high-profile cyber attack, made part of the fight against Russia invasion of Ukraine. One of the meshes displayed on the hacked site includes the number 5,300, the number of Russian troops that Ukraine claims to have killed. Um, the meshes says, Dear citizens, we urge you to stop this madness. Do not send your sons and husbands to certain death. Putin makes, makes us lie and puts us in danger. Putin makes us lie, mm, okay, uh, we were isolated from the whole world, they stopped buying oil and gas, in a few years we will live like in North Korea, somebody should have really helped, Put that a decent English, what is it for us to put Putin in the textbooks, this is not our war, let's stop it okay uh, the messages include a plea to the Russian people we urge you to stop the madness yep founded in 1904 TASS is Russia leading news agencies controlled by Vladimir Putin as a state-run media network responsible for newspapers websites radio and television stations hmm I think I think all of this stuff I think this is all just playing into Putin's hands I really do I think things like Anonymous and, you know, people taking, kind of doing things like that off their own back. Oh, it's going to be an odd one, man. It's going to be an odd one. I mean, even everything that comes out, even news and items a day, I turned on the news a day, and I, uh, I thought I was going to watch some highlights of the Cup yesterday, and then I turned out that Abramovich has apparently been asked to go to uh, Belarus for these talks as well. It seems as if a, a, there was a, a Ukrainian filmmaker got in touch with, you know, it didn't say who the other uh, Russians were they contacted, but he got in touch with a number, is what the claim is, a number of high-profile Russians and asked them to come forward and help um, with these talks. As a kind of, you know, a middleman, if you like, the connection through Russia to try and help things in the situation. And it seems as if uh, Abramovich is the, is the only one who's came forward. Um, He's responded to it. Chelsea had to put out a statement to say that this is why they haven't really made any kind of, you know, any statements with any meat on it because they don't want to jeopardise the situation and uh, in their involvement in the talks. But apparently, Abramovich is going to, to Belarus or is going to be involved in these uh, these talks. Now, just how much of a, how much of a, a an influence does someone like Abramovich have over Putin? I have no idea. I've absolutely no idea. But uh, this all this all just feels very strange that this is the road that we're going down. But they're effectively asking a, a billionaire businessman to be involved in the in the peace talks. All of it just seems all of it just seems very, very, very strange. And I really don't know I really don't know where it's where it's going to end. Or where it's going to go I, I, I sadly do not think that it ends anytime soon I think this is probably going on going for what months if not years it's just a fucking mental situation man it's a mental situation I suppose I suppose the thing you try and think about the news even though we've just come off the back of two and a bit brutal years with Covid man we went, we went, we all went into COVID with this kind of idea that we would somehow emerge from it like a beautiful butterfly. You know, we would go into COVID, and COVID would be this little cocoon, and as a as a, a human race, you know, as a, as a group of people, humanity would emerge from the other side of COVID, a beautiful butterfly, and we'll be more thoughtful, and we'll be more caring, and we'll be more open to the world, and understanding. And what's happened? We went into that beautiful wee cocoon, and we hunkered down with COVID, And we sat there, and occasionally we poked our heads out of the wee cocoon, and we clapped the NHS, and we ordered Deliveroo, and we made sure Bezos became one of the richest men in the history of the fucking planet by getting our Amazon deliveries in, and alcoholism went through the roof, and the sale of sex toys went through the roof, even though nobody was having sex anymore, and people were fucking dying, and nobody cared. And then fucking life took a big shit in top of the cocoon. And we emerged from the dung in a worse place. We didn't emerge more understanding. More open. More thoughtful. We emerged angry. And closed off. And ready to attack people. Ready to cancel people. We emerged on edge. We emerged waiting for something to go wrong. We emerged waiting for somebody to fuck up somebody to do something out of line say something out of line so we can attack them so we can shut them down so we can feel something through other people's pain and other people's suffering we have literally gone backwards instead of becoming this wonderful ideal of ourselves in a healing world we've become harder and it's got to stop man all of this has got to stop. It's got to stop, god damn it. Russians, Ukrainians, even Scottish, England, man, even ourselves, Europeans, everybody. Even when they start the discussions about um refugees coming over here. The some of the fucking horrific stuff I have seen people post online about it is unbelievable, man. The idea that, why why are we suddenly, this is why we voted leave and we're now opening our borders to fucking Ukraine? Get a grip, man. Get a grip of yourself. If at any point during this whole crisis, if at any point during the coverage on the news, you watch that and you're not moved by the fucking horror and the humanity in it. If you see something on the news or fucking Liz Trust, that bitch... Talking about refugees... Or people coming over here as migrants... And you find yourself getting angry... Just turn the fucking news off man... And lock yourself in a room... We have got to... Use this time... To try and figure out... What it is... That's making everybody so fucking angry... And try and fix it... And I'm not saying you just go out in the street and you set a fucking lantern off with a wish inside it, and you say, Kumbaya, Segaranga brother, Segaranga, I'm just saying, let's all of us try and be a little bit nicer, a little bit happier, a little bit more thoughtful of each other, and maybe we don't start celebrating things like, they told the Russian worship to go fuck themselves, and then they watched their family members burn to death, See the one with the guy with the landmine man, can't he beat these people, fuck me, unless you drop a nuclear bomb on them and they're all fuck know what I mean, bro? <sighs> Stay safe, wash your hands and your arsehole, goes without being said, get on babble, learn Russian, edge your bets, I know in the past I did say learn Chinese, fuck them, right, it's Russian, they made the first move, if China had went in against Taiwan, okay? we'd all be sitting here with a different narrative. But the Russians have made the first move, so it's them again. Okay? So get on Babel, learn Russian, and uh, let's just hope that it all ends soon and, you know, take comfort in the fact that the Hollywood movies that are going to be coming out in the next 10 years are going to be fucking brilliant. Oh, they're going to be brilliant! Who's going to play Putin? No idea. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise! Tom Cruise is going to play Vladimir Putin. In the first blockbuster. The battle for Kiev. Stay safe kids. Get vaccinated. Get your boosters. The world's gonna end. Like and subscribe. Share the show. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Until we speak again. This is the end. Goodbye. God bless. I love you so